We'll get back to your music shortly, but first, did you know that prescription prices are different at different pharmacies? You could literally drive across the street and get a different price. That's crazy. But with GoodRx, you can instantly compare prices at every pharmacy in your neighborhood and save up to 80%. You're probably thinking there's a catch, right? Nope. It's 100% free and can save you money whether you have insurance or not. In fact, it can often beat your copay. Download the GoodRx app today and start saving. GoodRx is not insurance. Oh, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Preach Kev, Preachers, Pastor Kevin Kev. I'm going to start right here with our scripture of the day. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 7. Always learning and never able to arrive at the truth. I'd like to tag this sermon. It's time to move on. And this really reflect on J.R. Smith, right? Everybody knows what he did. Uh, brain dead decision. <laughs> like one of those decisions that you know when you gotta think of a split moment I think I've I think I've always known the exact time the exact situation to score in that moment of a game you should always know that but hey when you when you know something and then you do fail you should admit it alright so and one thing about JR it is time to move on game 2 will be coming up soon it's time to move on. Learn from this. And admit it. Arrive at the truth. On the court, you said, oh, I thought we was up. Oh, I thought we had the lead. And then you clearly go to the media and say, oh, I knew the game was tied. I knew it was tied. Come on, man. Just admit it. Learn from it. Okay? Admit it and then move on. Because you don't want to dwell in the past too much and then you know, this instant might happen again. This, I mean, it's, this this is very rare. I've never seen a game that ended like this, especially with a veteran. Like, this is this is more of a rookie decision. But even them, they they don't make this bad decision like this, right? So so move on, learn from it, Jr. Because the Cavs gonna need you to win this finals. If they have any shot at it, they are gonna need you, right? So let's move on to. Uh, really? It's in the segment I like to call. Uh, Jay Ajayi. He said, uh, yeah, I feel like I should be, get back to that level of being a workhorse back. And, uh, really? You in Miami. When they give you the, the reins, you got hurt every time. The injuries started to mount up. So they send you to Philly. You, LeGrant Blunt, Corey Clement, Darren Sproles. No, great, a good backfield. You didn't have expose your body to a lot of hits. And what happened? You won the Super Bowl. You was able to come in and do damage, be fresh in the fourth quarter. So, do I think you need to be a work a war horseback? Yeah, really? I don't think so. Amar Stoudemire talking about a return to the NBA. Now, now. Yes, Amari Stoudemire, who prime was during my middle school. I was in middle school and low high school. So 
You're old. He's 35 years old. Talking about that would be a reality to get back into the NBA. Uh, really? You only averaged 13 points and 7 rebounds in Israel. You got Stephon Marbury in China, 40-something years old, MVP of the league every single year, the best player. And you're talking about coming back to the NBA averaging 13 and 7? He signed up to play in the Big Three. To be an NBA player, if you don't go out here and dominate that, and I mean completely dominate from top to bottom, like destroying destroying everybody at will. I don't want you to average 20 and 8 in this old man's league. These guys shouldn't be able to compete with you if you want to come to the NBA. Talking about this would be a reality. It's time to move on. Jay Ajayi, you're not, you're not a workhorse back. Move on. I'm already Stoudemire. You, could, you can't be in the NBA anymore. Your, your prime is over. You, your best time years was with Steve Nash and a little bit with Camilla Anthony, but that's it. It's time to move on. I just don't understand. Le'Veon Bell. No, he's got tag, franchise tagged again. He getting he's gonna be getting up there in age twenty. I think he's twenty six years old right now. Might be twenty seven soon. He wants seventeen million dollars as a running back. Uh, really? Seventeen million dollars for a running back? Your, your price is just too high. I'm not saying that you don't deserve it, okay? Because a lot of skill positions do deserve quarterback type money or. If my quarterback is making $25 million and I know I'm better than him, why is he? Why am I getting, you know, you're not telling me that I'm worth three times a Derek Carr or three times a Kirk Cousins if I'm Le'Veon Bell, for example. So I understand why $10 million or whatever the, the amount you should, you, they might give you is not enough. But 17 yes, you are a receiver as well, but you're a guy who's missed time because of injury. You know, you been suspended for drugs and stuff like that. And like, like you're 26 right now. So if I give you a big contract, four-year deal, 30 years old, 31, all my money can't be tied up in a running back. Not when you have guys like Kamara come out and you got guys like Kareem Hunt and your Todd Gurley, your Zeke's, where they're coming in and they're superstars. Your Saquon Barkley this year coming in and you expect them to be stars. That Rashad Penny, guys from LSU. Leonard Fournette. These are guys who just came into the league. So you got to understand where you're coming from. But your numbers should come down. If Pittsburgh are talking about 12, you're talking 17, you're 5 million. That's a lot of money to be off by. I think you should come down to 15. Pittsburgh should go up to 14. And then y'all, you can work it out. You know, get paid up front more than the vacuum of your contract. You pay less. You can do, you can do these things and make, work it out. Uh, they're both playing hardball. Um, I mean, if I'm like Val Bell, I wouldn't show up until I get paid. But then you're going to cost yourself not being, you know, in shape and ready because Pittsburgh is right there to win the Super Bowl. And you don't want to get rid of it so fast because you're worried about money. You're worried about other things. I understand. It's all about taking care of your family. That I get. But 17 mil, man. And then, I don't know, if he is a rapper. As well. He, he dissed the Steelers. I mean. Calm down son. Like. 
You're great. You know you're great. I know you're great. Everybody know you're great. But just try to stay back and and do what you need to do. Take care of what you need to take care of. And be ready. Because they're going to need you. They will need you. Um, Going to Clifford to the Magic. Steve Clifford, the Hornets coach. Let me tell you his record. 196 and 214 in five seasons. And he got the job very quickly. Uh, Really, Orlando? I'm tired of getting guys who've always failed. Gave guys like Jock Vaughn a chance. Gave guys like Frank Vogel a chance. This guy was on the Stan Van Gundy. He was tired of Stan Van Gundy. That's why you let him go. You got to bring a guy right under him who learned from him? Really? Really? I... He got a lot to do. He got the sixth pick in the draft. Aaron Gordon is a restricted free agent. So any, I think a lot of teams will come for him and give him max. Evan Fournier, Nikola Vucevic, Isaac, Jonathan Simmons. You, you you got talent there, but how can you use it? You didn't use it in, uh, in Charlotte where you had Dwight Howard, Kevin Walker, who are all better than those players I just named. So how do I expect you to take a step? I, I don't. I don't see it. So Jay Ajayi, Stoudemire, Bell, Matt, and Clifford, and the Magic, like, Really? Let's do better, okay? It's time to move on. Magic, move on to somebody more respectful. Mark Jackson, Jerry Stackhouse. I would have been okay if you gave him Becky Hammond. At least he's a legend. But you gave Steve Clifford another chance. Le'Veon Bell, move on. You're not getting $17 million. Move on. Stoudemire, you're not coming back to the NBA. And J.J., you're not going to be a workhorse back again with your injuries. It's not going to happen. I want to go into the NBA teams. They were announced. First team, second team, third team. You got the defensive teams. You got your rookies. So, let's start off with your rookie teams. Your second rookie team this season was McDonavich from the Sacramento Kings, John the Collins, Dennis Smith Jr., Josh Jackson, Alonzo Ball. Did they get this right? Yeah, that's not, that's a pretty that's a pretty pretty good team, you know. We've got one big man, power forward Josh Jackson, I guess for that for that team. But down a bit shooter, Lonzo Ball, Dennis Smith Jr. That's, that's that's a pretty good team, especially when you look at the first team rookies. Kyle Kuzma from the Lakers, Ben Simmons, Philadelphia, Donovan Mitchell from Utah, Jason Tatum, and Laurie Markin from Chicago Bulls. That was a great team. People don't realize how good marketing was for Chicago. This guy was shooting lights out. He won, I think, rookies that shoot a lot of threes in the first season. Like, he was up there with Steph Curry, Damian Lillard. Like, he was up there with big names. Uh, Tatum, you all know what he did in the playoffs. Like, Jason Tatum, he's he's here. Okay? He's here. Donovan Mitchell, you know he's here. Right there in the perfect system out there in Utah. Uh, Kyle Kuzma, 16 points a game. Like... I mean, he's going to be at least the third score for the Lakers going forward when we try to bring in free agencies and stuff like that, free agents. He's, he's going to be a focal point. And, of course, my rookie of the year, Ben Simmons. That's, you know, he gonna, that's automatic. Automatic. So I can't really debate this, this these teams. 
Uh, Galadier and Fox probably got snubbed. Uh, that's probably the only one I could see. Maybe you could say they got snubbed. Um, the the rookie team we didn't we didn't go be in good hands. That, that's a that's a really good rookie class from last year, and this class year this year going to be even deeper. I'm going to our first team and second team defense. First team, Drew Holiday, Oladipo, Robert Covington for Philadelphia, Anthony Davis, and Rudy Gobert. Now this is a great team. You're talking about team to play defense and a team that can also <laughs> score. <laughs> like imagine this team being a team. How are you coming there on Gobert and Davis? First of all, you got to get past on Depot Holiday. They don't rip you. And Covington six eight, stretch the flow, shoot threes. You know this this is actually be a really a really good team. Um, you know Holiday and Davis. That just proved to you that New Orleans is a really good team. Um, got two guys on all uh, defensive team. You got Rondo, good great point guard, and of course you got Demarcus Cousins. Um, Oladipo led the league in steals. I mean. He really grew up this year. Uh, Robert Covington, he guarded the best player on, on the that uh, that the Sixers played against. So whoever they were playing against, one through three, one through four, he can guard them. That's his role. And then Gobert, the most important player to Utah Jazz. When he was out, they was way under 500. He came back with the emergence of Donovan Mitchell, extended that team to the playoffs. So let's not think about just Mitchell. Gobert was very, very vital. He is the best player and the most impactful player on the Utah Jazz. And Anthony Davis, I mean, what more can you say? He's everything. He's top five player in the NBA. Second team defense, Al Horford for Boston, Joel Embiid, Draymond Green, Jimmy Butler, and Murray, DeJounte Murray. Um, I don't have any to say so about these teams. This is a great, great defensive team as well. Horford, Embiid, Draymond, and Jimmy. You know, they, these guys have been, you know, these guys have been around the league for a minute, and these guys have been the first team. Draymond Green won defense play of the year. Before NBE finally healthy, he can shoot what he can do as a defender. Corey Jim Butler, the best defender in Minnesota. Dejounte Murray, that was that was actually a pretty good shock to me. Um, I mean, well, you when you're on the best defensive, one of the best defensive teams in the NBA, like San Antonio is, and the best defensive player on the team is not playing, somebody got to step up. And this is where Dejounte Murray got his role, his six five long. Ability to play the passing lanes, ability to steal on and off ball, rebounding. Um, he can do a lot. You know, he's a upcoming guard, so he's got the starting got the starting job over Tony Parker. So he's here. He's ready. Um, now this is the most important team, obviously, because this is where your supermax come in and where you get certain incentives and and more money on the table. And your first, second team, third team NBA's. Where your first team, star-studded, LeBron James, Davis, James Harden, Kevin Durant, Damian Lillard. My gosh, top five. This, 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 is, a great, this is a great team. Everybody want to question why Damian Lillard's on the first team? Okay, but look at it. Look at Portland's team. This is the exact same team they had last year, yet they're the three seed. Yes, they got swept. We know this. The three seed. Name three players on the team besides McCullum and Dame Lillard. Go. I see it's not easy as you think, right? Yes, you got Nurkic, you got Aminu, you got Evan Turner, but are they going to score? Aminu was the third leading scorer in that playoff series for the Portland Trailblazers, and he only averaged like maybe fourteen. I mean, that's they doesn't really pose no threat. He's playing power forward. Davis is on him. 
How much can he do? This guy put the team on his back with, along with CJ McCollum, and they're carrying this franchise to be relevant. See, Portland really should be losing games. They should be in rebuilding mode. And you should be cheating by getting you a small fool like Michael Porter Jr. or Kevin Knox. You add to your team. Now you can ascend to a top-level team. There's no wonder they got swept by, Portland, uh, by the Pelicans. They weren't a better team. They overachieved. And that has something to do with Dane Lillard playing MVP level. When the MVP race comes out, I guarantee he would have a couple, a couple, maybe not first place, but a lot of second and third place votes. So let's stop that. Let's move on. It's time to move on and stop disrespecting Damian Lillard's name. Second NBA team, Aldridge, Greek Freak, NB, DeRozan, and Westbrook. For those who don't know why DeRozan is on this list, this man was led the league in scoring, led the team in scoring over 25 points, and also pouring in five assists. So he's doing things. Don't I'm not being I'm of course he's my favorite player, so I'm not being crazy. He's being Kobe Bryant esque, where he's a volume, he's a he's a all you think about him is a score, and you look at his stats. Oh, he averaged five assists too. But he's not a passer. Darrow's not a passer. Kobe Bryant wasn't a passer. But they can average those. They, they, they know the smart things to do. So I'm glad the Rose is still up here. Westbrook, triple double. And here's the reason. Here's the reason why, another reason why Dame Lillard take his spot at number one in the first team NBA. So Westbrook last year lost Kevin Durant. Took his mission to take Adams, Canner, Roberson to the playoffs. All right, so he got to the playoffs, triple-double alert, blah, blah, pushed to the limit, lost to the Rockets in the first series. This year, he gets Melo, gets Paul George with Adams. And Adams emerged. Which were out of the triple-double again. But you won one more game with the, with Paul George and Kermit Anthony. And you expect me to think he's better than he was last year? If he's better with better talent, shouldn't they extend extend him somewhere else besides the fifth seed? Third team all me NBA. Steph Curry, Paul George, Jimmy Butler, Oladipo, and Cat. I'm very proud of very proud of Oladipo and very proud of Carl Anthony Towns. Cause Oladipo grew up a lot when he left Westbrook. That's another reason why Westbrook got left. Should be left off that first team NBA. You lost a third. You lost a third team NBA potential, and gained a third uh, team NBA player in Paul George. So you lost somebody who could have been. You got played together, but he's a guy who needs the ball in his hands. I understand why him and Westbrook didn't work. He put Indiana on his back. Got to, got him to a high seed in the NBA playoffs. Pushed LeBron to Game Seven. Carlton Towns, man. Once he becomes a better defender, it's. He's he can he can debate himself, put himself in a conversation with guys like Joel Embiid and got guys like Anthony Davis. Until he until then he goes he might be on the third team for a while. But he really did good. I, I'm really proud of him. He got Minnesota to the playoffs had a long time. Him and Jim Butler and Wiggins together got to the eighth seed. Should have been be, should have been better than that, but Jim Butler got hurt so they fell off. So once they get things right, Minnesota should be here to stay. Um. So let me go back to the scripture, you know what I'm saying? Always learning and never able to arrive at the truth. And the truth is, 
The truth is, you got to move on. That's the truth. Once you learn about something, you, you make a mistake or something, or you see the context behind what something is, learn from it, move on from it. So we learn, we, we know, we know why J.R. Smith didn't understand the time. Don't, don't lie about it and say you thought it was tied, you knew what was going on, and you just messed up. No, 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 no. Gotta make it look worse. Move on from it. Learn from it, move on. Jay you not a you not a workhorse back. Move on. You know? Westbrook, you're not first in the NBA. If I give you a, a third NBA team in Paul George and you only win one more game and win one more game in the playoffs than you did the previous year, move on. Another thing y'all need to move on from is this Ben Simmons not a rookie. Move on from that. He is. If you don't play a game in the NBA, you're a rookie. I don't understand why people... I don't understand why you think, oh, because he had a chance to learn this in, in the system. And he broke his foot. He had to sit down. Yeah, he was back in February. What's the point of playing him for what? For what? What? what playing for him to go through rookie pains? Let him go through the rookie wall when he actually play on the court. It proved to you that he bet he's a, a star in the making. He's already a, he's already made the all-star team this year. He averaged 16 points a game. He can't shoot. Mitchell averaged 18 points a game and can shoot. So what did that tell you? Ben Simmons is more efficient. When you become a shooter, it's a problem. The NBA don't want that. The NBA guys won't allow him to be able to uh, be able to be a, a big-time jump shooter. That's what all the greats have a fall. Kobe Bryant has a fall. Michael Jordan has a fall. LeBron has a fall. We all know where they are. Everybody's going to have a fall. If you're a great, you got a fall. There's something wrong with you that makes you not the best player on every single level. LeBron, free throws. Michael Jordan. I mean, Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant, you can say they fall. I mean, their flaws, you know, height, didn't pass the ball. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Jordan really wasn't a passer. Neither was Kobe. So, like, they're not, they're not able to have great passing like LeBron and Magic, you know. Or Magic can't be able to finish and shoot like Kobe Bryant and Mike, you know. So Ben Simmons won't be he be able he could be one of the greatest rebounders, point guard passes we've ever seen. But he won't be a great shooter if he gets that. <laughs> that that that's why we don't see. That's why we haven't seen nobody like that who can do everything, everything. I mean everything at an A level. Nobody has ever done everything at an A level. But it's time to move on, y'all. Thank you for joining in on First Sermon. Preach, care, preach. Make sure you subscribe. Catch you later. We'll get back to your music shortly, but first, did you know that prescription prices are different at different pharmacies? You could literally drive across the street and get a different price. That's crazy. But with GoodRx, you can instantly compare prices at every pharmacy in your neighborhood and save up to 80%. You're probably thinking there's a catch, right? Nope. It's 100% free and can save you money whether you have insurance or not. In fact, it can often beat your copay. Download the GoodRx app today and start saving. GoodRx is not insurance.